Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. Thingies, this is Darcy. And this is Kelly Hillier. Today's show is entitled Good, 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 Good Vibes Only. Yeah. So we figured we have done a lot of heavy handed stuff. So we griping, wanted to do griping three weeks in a row. <laughs> kvetch, kvetch, kvetch. Yep. So we wanted to do something fun and uplifting and, you know, maybe. Uh, motivational yeah. if it as it were so that's Happy what we're doing or motivational or just silly and funny yeah and yeah so that's what we're doing and we're gonna kick it off though with not <laughs> with a we lied a little bit we lied a little bit we just wanted to honor the long service of diane feinstein who passed away this week uh senator feinstein of california and we just wanted to appreciate her even though we had just said about two weeks ago that about it was time, time for limits. her to retire and yeah. i still don't disagree with that I don't and either. in fact they i mean and i don't want to speak ill of the dead she was she was definitely a pathfinder she mm-hmm. was a, a a force to be reckoned mm-hmm. with but she overstayed her welcome. Absolutely. They even trotted her out the night before she died. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a wheelchair uh-huh. to the floor. And yeah, I just. And her absences in votes. She missed like 50 votes toward the end of her life, which actually caused some trouble for the Biden administration to get some stuff covered. However, that doesn't that should not overshadow that a what long she did life of service and a she trailblazer sh- for women absolutely and for Jewish women uh-huh. and I will never forget seeing the footage of her after Harvey Milk mm-hmm. and Mayor Moscone died and I mean mm-hmm. she put her finger in I'm gonna, I'm gonna choke up and I just hit my mic so forgive me um, if I just made up. Um, she put her finger in the bullet hole to stop the bleeding. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. She literally tried to save Harvey wow. Milk's life. Uh, bless her heart. She was known specifically for her work in gun control. Abortion. After she saw, yep. and she said it was after she saw Moscone and, oh. um, and Harvey Milk okay. gunned down. Um, but yeah, so gun control, her four big things were gun control, abortion access, environmental protection, and a strong national defense. Yep. So she, you know, crossed party lines in that, in that, and she's like, the first woman to do this, the first woman to do that, the first senator for this, blah, blah, blah. You know, the longest sitting female senator in history. So. Yeah. So, I mean, what we talk about term limits and this and that should never overshadow the great she did. Yeah. For Um, sure. Serving her country and serving her city and serving mm-hmm. her state. The state of California. Um, and we thank you. And uh, as we say, may your memory be a blessing to all who loved you. Absolutely. You have earned your rest and may it be Yes, peace. absolutely. Okay, okay, now good vibes only. Now we're doing good vibes. Good, good. 
Good. So I learned something new this week. I probably learn something new every week, but this just kind of blew my mind. Did you know that the NYPD, the LAPD, I'm sure every metropolitan city has one of these, maybe not small town American uh, police forces, but the NYPD has a police surgeon that is an actual nope role. Did not know that. Yes, I did not know that either this week until... It kind of sounds, sorry, it kind of sounds like Ken. Like, he's a police surgeon, Dr. Cowboy. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I was like, so what does this mean? Well, first we need to know that on Monday the 25th, the NYPD swore in the first black female police surgeon in its 178-year history. There's been that position for 178 mm-hmm. freaking years, and we just found and out we about it? we just found out that this is a thing. Yeah. So I was like, well, what does that mean? And thank God, I was watching GMA3. Dr. Google? Oh, and no. And they asked, you know, they asked DeMarco Super Happy Morgan. <laughs> what? He's just too much. He's too much. But anyway, God love him. He's like, so what does this role mean? You know, and actually it was Gio Benitez, not super happy DeMarco. <gasps> Gio, Gio oh, thump, thump, thump. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I see him on the nightly with David Mueller. Oh yeah. Oh. He's, one, he's like seriously one of my favorites. But anyway, he's like, so what is, what is this? What is this you right. do? So basically her job is to determine fitness for duty for police officers she also will treats their injuries and is used as a basic consultant she is actually a colorectal surgeon and has her master's degree in public health so i'm sorry when you sure. say she treats their she consults on other doctors who treat she's not operating on every single nypd this said she can treat their injuries. So I oh, don't she know. she can. Okay. Yeah, she put, it's part of her job, I guess. And then she's a general consultant. So she has ideas to, you know, create some programs because she feels like, you know, a lot of times police officers are so busy caring for other people doing their job that they don't take care of themselves. They don't right. pay attention when they're not feeling well. Right. So she wants to create some programs to help with that. That's amazing. Including their mental health. Oh. Her name is Dr. Lynn O'Connor. And she gave a very interesting, and she said part of this too is that I, I'm very proud to be the first black female because you know, you, you can be what you can see when you're growing up. So Absolutely. she's like, I'm glad little girls will know that this is a thing that they can right. do. And that, this blew my mind. Of all the physicians in this country, all the physicians, only 5.7% are black. 5.7% of physicians in this country wow. are black. Okay, so for all of you people who said, see affirmative action, that's mm-hmm. bullshit. It's bullshit. Because, and studies are showing that people of color receive less quality health care than people who are white. And part of that is because there aren't physicians that know to ask the correct questions for these folks' race. And I think it goes farther back when you're in school i think that i don't know that teachers i mean i hope today it's different i really do but i feel like when i went to school it was the white boys who teachers were saying oh you should be a doctor a lawyer an xyz yeah you know it was the white uh, absolutely 
I mean, that's not really changed. There are efforts to get more girls in like STEM, STEM programs, programs and stuff like that. And I feel like that has actually helped. Like mm-hmm. working at a university, I see that that has helped and I mm-hmm. see that that has changed a bit. But yeah. that statistic is that's crazy. pretty grim. It's grim. And, it, you know, it's because they don't have the same opportunities. They just don't. And that needs to change. So anyway, she's like, I'm really proud to to take this role because I know that if you can see it, you can imagine yourself being it. And I'm glad that I can be here for little girls to say, if I did it, you can do it. So congratulations, Dr. Lynn O'Connor. And just so you know, if you live in a big city, you probably have a police surgeon. Police surgeon. I'm telling you, you, that sounds like either a Hallmark movie thing that the guy does. What do you do? Oh, I'm a police surgeon. So was she a police officer that became a surgeon? No, she's just been a surgeon her whole life. But um, anyway, that's amazing. Something that led up to this. Yeah. So good for her. We're happy about that. Now. Here's an interesting story that has nothing to do with surgery, but it's a happy story and it's a funny, crazy, weird story. So there's this zoo in China. Where did it go? My notes here. Okay, it's in Beijing. It's called the Hangzhou Zoo. And I apologize. I hope I'm not butchering that. Hangzhou Zoo. Hangzhou Zoo. And the visitor. Sounds like a delicious. have done that. Sorry. Um. The visitors are thronging to the zoo because, like, the visitors have have risen 30% because there's a video that went viral of this bear that looks like it's a human in a bear costume. It literally looks like it looks like a human in a bear costume that's too big. That's not, doesn't fit. Because when it stands upright... It's got it's like got wrinkles. Saggy booty. Yeah, it's like, like the whole the fur wrinkles. Yeah, the fur wrinkles. And I was like, that's got to be a human. That's got to be a human because also the neck is extraordinarily large and it just looks like a really ill-fitting bear costume. It totally bear looks, costume. and it's hugely tall for its weight. Yep. It's not that chubby. Like you yeah, always think of bears bear. like are fat. Bear. It's a thin bear, and it yeah. looks like a man in it's, a bear suit. And it's a Malayan sun bear. But then when it sat down, I was like, oh no, that's really yep. a bear. Me too. That's when the it's first t- time I. <laughs> So we're definitely going to let, you know, click, put a link to it. This went viral. So you may have already seen it, but this is the first I'd seen it. And it just kind of blew my mind. And it's just hysterical that a visitation to the zoo is up 30% just to see this one looking bear. It is. I had to look and look and look. It was worse than, I mean, not worse, but it was more viral than the, is it blue or yellow dress? (laughs) Like, what is it? Okay. So, um. This is a really good segue. So, good vibes only. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bears, I have 10 animals that are no longer on the endangered species list. Hallelujah! Let's drink Oh my for gosh, that. I know. Cheers. Cheers. The number one, and this is in no particular order, number one is the southern white rhinoceros. Oh. Conservation and anti-poaching, poaching, poaching, poaching initiatives have brought the white rhino back. Wow. They live in South Africa, Nambia, Zimbabwe, and Kenya. Okay. Okay, and the other one... I imagine they were probably often, if they're white, then I imagine their tusks are white, and that's probably why they were Absolutely, killed. Yeah. 100%. Now, there's another white rhino that, unfortunately, is still <clears throat> on the endangered species list, but this is the southern South Africa white rhino has been brought from the brink. 
And this one makes me so happy because this is actually the symbol for the world wildlife, the panda bear. Yay, I knew the panda bear is no longer uh, endangered. Oh, good. Because you know they only eat bamboo. And so if the world runs out of bamboo, we run out of pandas. Although bamboo grows and grows and grows and grows. But that's all they eat. So, And this is the giant panda. There are others, you know, Mm -hmm. there are red pandas, there are others. But this is the giant. (laughs) Pandemonium. You know, there's a lot of other pandas, but pandas. (laughs) I couldn't help it. I chortled. I literally chortled. (laughs) They have risen. The number has risen to over 1,800. Awesome. Since 2016. In the whole world, there's only 1,800 pandas? uh, Giant pandas. Giant. Of this species. But that's the one we look at. Like the, that's the one that we think is cute. Yeah, with the black, you know, gotcha. that's the one. Right, okay. And I don't know how many of those are in captivity, but these mm. are 1,800, I believe, in the wild. Okay. The third one is the Chatham petrel. What? It's a, New Ze- it's a native to New Zealand. It's a bird, which I th- think, I could be wrong, I might be spinning here, but I believe from the Flying Nun, Sister Petrel... Okay. I think she was named after the petrel. Oh, okay. I just I just put those dots together in my own head. <laughs> but thanks to conservation efforts and for them to demarcating demarcating uh, making land um, mm-hmm. for bird conservatories and sanctuaries, okay. there are they are off the okay, I better speed it up. Yellowstone grizzly <laughs> oh, okay. is off the list. In, uh, since 2017, at some point there were fewer than 200, and now they are in the high 700s. Wow, okay. Yay. Okay. Arabian ornixes? I don't know what that is. They were actually extinct at some point. In <gasps> 1972, they were said they were extinct. They began breeding in the wild. So they okay. began breeding the animals that were in captivity, and then okay. they... They take them, them yep, to the wild. into the wild. Okay. So now there are more than a thousand in the wild. See, that's just a. When we were talking about the bear, PETA was like, "Well, this is a perfect reason why bears shouldn't be in captivity." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but on the other hand, if some aren't in captivity, then animals that are going extinct, there's no hope for them. So. There is a- Absolutely. I'm all for a zoo that's about conservation as well. They should be treated well. They should be put in environments that are conducive to their natural, you know, whatever. And at this but, point, honestly, any zoo that is a, a legitimate right. zoo is about conservation. Yeah. And I also feel like there are people in this world like, when am I ever going to go to Africa? When am I ever going to see an elephant up close or I a giraffe? I agree, or a giraffe. You know, it's like as long as they're taking care of them, making yep. sure they're you know loved and fed and you know then it's it's a beautiful thing i agree and there have been so many studies done we won't get into it about sea world but there have actually been studies done about that that it's actually better for the animals too i'm not saying orca that live in a Mm -hmm. you know a 10 foot cage and yeah but there have actually been studies done that Mm. it actually helps conservation okay uh, where did I? Huh, huh, we did I, our the gray oh, wolf. Did I say gray wolf? You did not say the gray wolf. Gray wolf. They have been on the list since 2013, 
And now, since restrictions were put on hunting them, they are off the list. Awesome. Stellar sea lion. Oh, sea lion. The overfishing of the Gulf of Alaska led to severe decline because they were starving. There was no mm-hmm, fish for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow, and no change to the fishing conditions in Alaska, their population has taken a huge leap in the last 10 years. Wow. That's Gray whale. Okay. So interestingly enough, the, while the population of gray whales are still critically endangered in some places, like the Western Pacific, they are thriving in the North American shores. Interesting. Snow leopards. Um, they, and this is, again, because poaching laws mm-hmm. have been increased. The snow leopard was completely hunted for its pelt. Mm-hmm. And now... Um, It went from endangered, it's still vulnerable, Mm. but it is not on the endangered list. Excellent. Northern, finally, the northern brown kiwi, another New Zealand bird. What are you doing to your birds, New Zealand? (laughs) Um, That has moved from endangered um, in the past few years and is now thriving. So, yay! Yay! Those are birds that that. are thriving. Those are animals that are thriving. Yay! That's fantastic. Because, you know, there's some animals, like, if they disappear from the food chain, we could be in a lot of trouble as humans. You know, like, everything is connected. And when you eliminate one species... What do they say? The butterfly effect. You yeah. Know, butterfly. Absolutely. Yeah, Which absolutely. is why people are like, save the bees. You know, you want to kill a bee because it might sting you. But nope. No, no. It's we so need the bees. It's so funny, though. You remember when we were growing up, it would be like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. it's a bee. Kill it. Now it's mm-hmm. like, hello, bee. You want to come in? In? Can I give you some sugar water? <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Mr. B. Exactly. So, what you got, Darcy? Oh my gosh. Okay. So we went from saving some animals to getting rid of some animals. This story is so interesting to me. Mayor Eric Adams of New York City. Oh, I love him. He's hilarious. I love him too. Because I really like him. Here's why. He's like no bullshit. He is no bullshit. But also, he is uh, rose through the ranks of... He's a police officer that rose to the ranks of captain before he retired. But was he a police surgeon? <laughs> he was not a police surgeon. <laughs> but what I love about him is that when he speaks, you can tell this is a blue-collar guy. He is one of the guys. He's just like... He's got his street smart. You can tell he's really smart, but it's it's street smarts, you can tell. Yeah. And he's... And New York City has a long history of rich white guys running the show right it was started by rich white guys there you go aster and exactly yeah yeah those that dutch money so anyway he's in control now and he hates him some rats (laughs) so he i do too has appointed a rat czar i'm not (laughs) even kidding you (laughs) To combat the rodent population, Ms. Kathleen Karate, C-O-R-R, it's an Italian name, Karate, who is an education department employee, has been appointed to the title of Citywide Director of Rodent Mitigation. That's her mitigation. official title? <laughs> like she's going to go, oh, that's yep. mediation. I was thinking like she's going to Maybe you just go to Newark. Right. Maybe don't stay in the city. Let's talk about this. Go to the Hamptons. Okay. Yeah. 
but not G- mediation. Not mediation. Mitigation. Yeah, gotcha. The annihilation is what it probably should say. But I love that in her press release, she says, you'll be seeing a lot of me and a lot less rats. There's a new sheriff in town. And I won't even be a Nazi a grammar bitch and say fewer. <laughs> right. <laughs> But this is what kind of got me to, first of all, we, we joke, but the, the rat problem in New York City is really significant. And I think it's interesting that perhaps Mayor Adams didn't grow up with the same advantages as past mayors Correct. who grew up in ivory towers where who the rats not couldn't have- get to. But he probably grew up around them and is like, no, I'm going to handle this problem. He posted the job last year seeking, and I quote, someone who is somewhat bloodthirsty with a, quote, general aura of badassery. <laughs> the annual salary <laughs> is $120,000 to $170,000, which sounds like a lot of money, but in New York City is not. But Karate is a former teacher who oversaw rat mitigation efforts at the city's public schools. Oh, so, so she, she got she the rats out of some schools, man. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And just some interesting um, details here. The rat population exploded during COVID because of sidewalk dining. Yep. You know? And a crumb Um, falls. The estimates are, we don't know exactly how many rats are in New York City, but there's an estimate that there's one rat for every four residents. (laughs) Mayor Adams says that rats are, quote, New York's number one enemy. And to help this along before I'm he not hired. I'm sure about that. I know, okay. right? I'm, like, I'm just saying, this is how much this man hates rats, okay? It's New York's number one enemy. And they carry diseases and stuff. So, you know, it's it's a problem. But partially to help before he hired her. Uh, and this should have happened with anybody. Should have done this in the first place. Just as a general rule in New York City. He has limited, uh, limited the number of trash bags that can sit. The number of hours trash bags are allowed to sit on the sidewalk before they're picked up which if you've ever been to new york city and you walked it, it straight everywhere morning, there are mountains of trash so bags is from this the restaurants. that the do we know is this that the um trash people have to pick them up sooner or people have to keep them or restaurants have to keep them i inside imagine i imagine before they probably put them regulations a little bit on both, both sides, sides probably yeah. Um, and also, he launched a curbside composting program to help reduce waste, which is brilliant. So this man is, like, really freaking serious about the rat problems. He's getting crap because apparently he had not a great response to all this flooding going on with all the rains. But he's going to get them rats, I'll tell you what. Well, and I'm pretty sure he had no, um, uh, no say in the flooding. But just as a side note... This is very personal to me because I do not have Mm. a dirty house. Mm -mm. I have a very clean house, Mm -hmm. but I have had some rat sightings. Um, One night I dozed off. I have a big tree outside my patio, which the exterminator yesterday told me he's sure the the rats are nesting in the tree. Yeah. So one night I'm just, I have the door open for our producer, Jolene. Because as producers do, they have to go pee outside. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At least the low rent ones like we have. Our producer has to go pee outside. (laughs) Dozed off. All of a sudden I hear clinking. And I look over and there's a rat eating my dog's kibble. Mm, Nope. Um, Nope. So, yeah. And I thought, it's just in the living room. I only saw one. It ran out. I haven't had it for a long time. Well... The exterminator yesterday showed me, took pictures of footprints on my shoes. <gasps> that 
Ratso Rizzo has been uh, in my closet. Oh so I'm freaking gosh. the F out. So I, as a clean housekeeping person, have rat boxes in oh. my house right now. Those so, of you who have had pet rats, here's the thing. From what I understand, rats actually make wonderful pets. They're very intelligent. They're sensitive. They have emotions. They love you. They're loyal. But we don't need the ones from the wild coming into the house. Well, and here's the thing. When I saw it, I was like, if it were in a cage, if it were in somebody's house, I would mm-hmm. think that is the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But not in my house, nope. not eating my dog's food. Right. So I went over all yeah, the things. The plague. We don't need rats from outside coming in. And I already have right. enough mosquito bites. I don't need oh a mosquito God. biting a rat and then biting me and God from Anyway. This week, been eaten alive. But that's a whole other Oprah show. So, so anyway. Um, anyway, I'm I'm saying it's just not dirty people who have rats, yeah. I guess, is my point. Right. It's So. Yeah. <sighs> oh, my gosh. Thank God for Eric from the exterminator he was very sweet Eric the exterminator akin to eric adams the mayor of new york city they are having none of it eric yesterday (laughs) the exterminator was very nice and he said if you need hear a snap from the box just call me if not i'll be back in a month and i'm like am i gonna have dead rats under my couch for a month and he's like oh no you'll smell it before then oh my god sorry i totally just screamed into my microphone so sorry (laughs) Sorry. Okay, so here, here, let's get the ick off. Yes, let's, please. So, 72-year-old Georgia man, Sam Kaplan, became the first of his six siblings to graduate college with a BA. Aww. From Gwimmet, G-W-I-M, Gwimmet College in Lawrenceville, Georgia. But here's the best part of this story, my friend. Well, how old was he? He was 72. I said 72-year-old. Okay. I started okay, with that. Sorry. That was the first thing I, I thought said. you missed that. I no, just, that's okay. Sorry, you, my bad. No, fact checker. I can't sleep. We do our own, we, <laughs> we do our own uh, writing and we do our own fact checking. Yes. 72, so you said 72-year-old Georgia man. Got it. I'm with you now. Continue. I may have said it too fast. <laughs> sorry. Okay, but here's the kicker, which makes me a little verklempt. His 99-year-old mother, I still have a landline. It's ringing. <laughs> his, seven, his 99-year-old mother was in the crowd to watch him get his diploma. I love I that. Oh, my gosh. He got his bachelor's in film and media studies. What if he wins an Oscar next I year? Know, right? <laughs> Good oh my gosh. You. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's incredible. It's never too late to do what you wanted to free Yes, new Sam people. Kaplan, you go. Oh my gosh. Congratulations, Mr. Kaplan. Congratulations, Mama Kaplan, for hanging in long enough to see him graduate. Uh, next up, this is kind of interesting. In Japan, a class of art students took a Hollywood style smiling technique class. <laughs> Why? 
because they've been wearing masks for so long. Oh, they forgot. That they've forgotten how to smile. Because they don't, you don't have to smile at people when you pass by them when you're wearing a mask. But don't you still? Didn't I you do. still? I and do. And I feel like you could still tell by the eyes. I'm sorry, I well, totally yeah, I interrupted you. I my eyes at people so right, they could tell you could smile. Like Tyra was right, folks, you smile. <laughs> you smile, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I guess because in Asian countries, they have epidemics all the time. And they wear masks as a general rule most of the right. time. Well, especially in some places in China where the air quality is so bad, they right. just wear masks yeah. all the time. Time. But I guess in Japan, it's very common for them to pull out their masks during hay fever season or around exams because they're concerned about getting ill for key life events. So maybe if they have group exams in this college, because this is a class of art students, that brought in a woman named Keiko Kawano. And her class is called, and I'm going to butcher this, a Gaiku. E-G-A-O-I-K-U. Too many vowels for me. Okay, cool. And it literally translates to smile education. And here are some of the things she teaches in this class. To get your Hollywood smile requires, the method requires, because it's a method, y'all, crescent eyes, so that's the smizing, round cheeks, and shaping the edges of your mouth to bear exactly eight of your top teeth in a row. That sounds like a freaking Sailor Moon anime face. That well, doesn't sound like a real face. <laughs> well, when you think about it, the Hollywood smile technique, no, if you I see know, somebody yeah. on a red carpet, they're generally not like laughing and ha 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 and showing the whole grill. They're just doing a certain amount. And right, I, I was literally in the mirror this morning going, "What's what would eight Wait, of my top eight, teeth be? Eight of your eight of your top teeth. That's, I feel like. Oh, well. Uh, so it's just that general... Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be a Mona Lisa but smile the, if she showed her teeth, but is the, what that would be. But the crescent eyes... Crescent eyes, meaning smizing. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm good yeah. I'm good with that. So I just thought that was really interesting. That, that is. They, they, it was a class for art students because they're getting ready to go out and interview for jobs. And, to, and, and they show their portfolios and stuff. Show yeah. emotion and look happy and blah, blah, blah. And I thought that was really interesting. Well, A, it's good that they're doing that. And mm-hmm. B, it's sad that they have to sad teach kids have, have to. to. Yeah. Have to. Because I'm, they're I'm not, so used to covering their faces all I'm the time. I'm not going to use the S word. I'm not going to use the sad word in this. Right. Um, this is happy. I think it's great that, and this woman, each class costs, a 60-minute class is 7,700 yen, which is about 55 American dollars. So it's a very reasonable price to oh, learn sure. how to smile Hollywood style. Absolutely. And she's making her cheddar. Good you for her. You know what? I'll do it for 40 bucks on, 40 bucks on Zoom. <laughs> You contact mm-hmm. me, I'll teach you how to smile. Well, you know, for I guess somebody's got to do it. She found a niche. I think it's great. And I, I love that. I think it's great. Next okay. up. Oh, this is good. Yeah, so um, I tried to, um, when we decided we we're going to do a happy show, I was like, well, I kind of want to look at specific things. So I looked at charities started by kids because every all the time you see on like David Muir, America Strong, like this kid started a popcorn company or, you know, on Today Show, they call it the uh, the pop or what do they call it? Uh, The boost, the morning boost. Oh, okay. Okay, so I dug a little deeper. So Every Child Now is a youth run organization. uh, for helping kids worldwide. Vishal and Ishan Villay um, started it. They're twins. And the, and um, 
They started it when they were just 13 years old. Mm-hmm. They have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars to help kids globally with basic needs. Awesome. Yes. This one, I love this one. Vanilla feels tomor- feeds tomorrow. 14-year-old... Wait, wh- what? Vanilla f- feeds, feeds tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay. I'm not sure about the name. You may need a marketing expert, but uh, <laughs> it's good. 14-year-old William Cabanis was concerned about the unmet food inequality in his community. Okay. And William is an avid baker. He just loves, that's his hobby. Well, that makes sense. Vanilla feeds. Yeah, because everything he he makes is going to have vanilla. He loves to bake. And that's what he was saying. What do I put in everything I make? Mm -hmm. Vanilla. So he started making and bottling and selling his own vanilla extract from vanilla beans from Madagascar. Ooh, that's that's the good vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. And he gives all the proceeds to local food banks. And he has raised, again, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Making his own vanilla. These kids, well, you know what? We got to give kudos to the parents of these kids, too, because they're letting them do that. And you know, they're they're supporting them. them And, you know, they have money into it. You know, they have the credit cards that the kids are Mm -hmm. buying the Madagascar. Yes. Yeah. And then finally, this one made me uh, very verklempt. Um, The Conan Fund. After losing his father to suicide, Jacob mm. Grosberg founded the Conan Fund, named after his late father, to advocate for mental health issues and provide support to adults and children in crisis. Aww. He has raised over $12,000, and so this, I don't understand, but I'm sure it's true, because it's on the internet. It cannot <laughs> Professor be Google says. I know. And has helped... Um, fund 60,000 people, um, uh, uh, find help for 60,000 people. So here's my thing. $12,000 for 60,000 people. I'm not questioning, Jacob, I'm not questioning. I'm hoping this means that the psychologists and psychiatrists are doing it for free. That's or what I'm hoping for. might be able to direct them to resources that are on a sliding scale or low income or something like that. That's true. It doesn't mean that they're yeah. just, they're paying for their yeah. therapy. And a lot of therapists, like, they'll, they'll have their one-on-one people that pay their full rate, and then they'll go and volunteer at places as well oh yeah and to so, do like pro bono yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure so, yeah it does but he's making either way he's making that twelve thousand dollars stretch if well, that's the case and i and I, I didn't mean it in any way negative but right but imagine the math, a the kid, math is weird yeah but imagine a kid losing his father to suicide mm. from depression and then saying hmm how can i help other yeah kids? i'm gonna help other people who are not gonna have to go yeah. through this again i mean that's that's an evolved soul right there. Yeah. That's a really evolved little soul. Yeah. Amazing, so, um, amazing. God bless all of you kids mm-hmm. who have done this. For sure. And we say, yay! Yay! And last but hopefully not least, just a really quick, little quickie drink for that. Because quickies <laughs> are great. Um, I can't remember the last time <laughs> right. I had a quickie. Whatever. But... Apple has finally seen the light. <laughs> they will now be allowing your autocorrect not to say ducking when you want to say fucking. Woohoo! 
We're going to make sure that the first time you correct it, your phone will remember it. I have to say, as a Galaxy user, that has been the case for at least the last three phones I've had. So, I'm just saying, you know, usually I have to fight for why my Galaxy is awesome. Usually I have to fight for why the Galaxy is awesome because iPhone, you know, they, they are the cutting edge folks, but... Thanks for catching up, iPhone. I was watching a television show last night, which, by the way, HBO Max, if you haven't watched the limited miniseries Station Eleven, watch it. If you love a good apocalyptic yarn, this is amazing. But they have several situations where they show somebody texting and they bring the text up and and it corrects fucking to ducking and it just is really funny. Well, it's funny. I was telling when Darcy and I were going over our show notes, um, my phone, my iPhone will not... Will always correct fucking to ducking, mm-hmm. but they'll say, but it will allow fuckity, because I say fuckity all the time. I'm like, God damn fuckity fuckity mother, and it will allow, yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad to know that now I will be heard, when and I don't actually phone. ever exactly. mean duck. Nobody ever does. So there Unless you go. Unless I'm eating at a Chinese restaurant and it's Peking. <laughs> Or, right, because you're or, not going to say, I'll have the fuck. Thank or a very, uh, a very fast ball is coming at my head. I may duck. Right, you might duck. Exactly. But, hey, do any of you have uplifting, happy stories? Tell us. We would Link, love to hear it. Send us some it. links. We all and need a, some good news or, right now. Or if it's in your family. Yeah. Let's hear good stuff in your family. We would love to hear that. Absolutely. Any um, parents have kids going off to college? How are they doing? You know, that's mm-hmm. me with the whole um, academia thing. But, yeah, yeah. we really want to hear from you folks. Absolutely. And we thank you to those of you who uh, do write to us. And by the way, if you have questions or stories you want to share with us, you can email us at andanotherthingtv at yahoo.com. Send us your questions because we'll need to do a questions show pretty soon. And uh, you can even share little stories and we'll share yeah, them Yeah, and we're air. always asking for um, suggestions for Blast from the Past. Right. Please let us know what you think about that. And... Just share with us what you're thinking. Yeah. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane. And healthy and hopeful. Love you. Bye. You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening at. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks for your support.